The stop for Radio DePaul, your Chicago college connection. Ain't no time for reminiscing. Not me, sir, thanks a lot. All the hugging and the kissing. That I really never stop You think you got me pinned Cause you see the snow on top But you can ask my baby You don't know diddly squat It's a hot one out today and tonight. We got temperatures of 83 right now. It had it was at the highest at 87 when I went outside today on my walk. <laughs> You're listening to Radio DePaul Chicago's College Connection. Every day I have the blues with me. Your host, Elliot Corrieth. <laughs> we finally have had our first warm week of sh- of spring slash summer, but we kind of skipped over spring a bit. We just went right into summer. That don't I don't mind that. 
Warm weather is good weather, at least when it's not humid as crap outside and it's, you know, sticky like sand. Or, you know, it's like, eh. I, I prefer like Arizona heat. I don't like Florida heat, you know, where it's really sticky outside and it's like, you know, dewy and it's like, ugh. Anyway, we got some stuff that happened on this day. May 12th. First things first. Two seminal recordings in the history of music. First, In the Midnight Hour by Wilson Pickett. And then second, I Can't Get No Satisfaction from the Stones. We'll start with Wilson Pickett's song, In the Midnight Hour, written by him and Steve Cropper, the great guitarist over at Stax Records. Where it was actually composed in the historic Lorraine Motel, where Dr. King will later be assassinated and later converted into the National Civil Rights Museum. They cut the track on May 12th, the same day they wrote it, and it hit number one on the R&B charts and number 21 on the pop charts and made Wilson Pickett a star to be reckoned with. I mean, it's Wilson Pickett, you know, Wicked Pickett, the Screamer. Man, what a voice he had. I loved him. You know how I was first introduced to him? I was first introduced to him through the movie The Great Outdoors because they play Land of a Thousand Dances at, at, the, at the end. And I was like, what's this? This sounds cool. I like this. Now, as for Satisfaction... It was first recorded two days ago over at Chess Studios here in Chicago, which had Brian Jones on harmonica. However, they decided to re-record it two days later back in Hollywood, where Keith Richards added a maestro fuzz box to the guitar tone. And it is, in fact, the first known popular song to use a fuzz box on the guitar, since it was only created three years before and that song launched the stones into the stratosphere of popularity becoming the antithesis of what the Beatles were you know the Beatles the clean cut mop tops you know Paul George you know John Ringo you know all clean cut all nice guys you know playing those pop rockets Stones, they had, you know, they didn't have the mop tops. They looked at, they looked at as, you know, dirty, evil, sinister. You know, they had, they were playing devil's music. You know, and everyone would thought that they kind of talk like this, but they didn't. You know, you know, Keith Richards was, you know, he was like, oh, he's, you know, fat and that's how he kind of speaks now. But the Stones embraced that renegade role and in fact have outlasted the length of the Beatles since uh, since the 1960s so before we get into the stones in the midnight hour well not really midnight it's 10 10 listen to Radio DePaul Chicago's College Connection every day I have the blues listen pick it
get no ba 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 the eternal riff i can't get no satisfaction the rolling stones recorded on this day in 1965 the same day as when in the midnight hour was recorded by wilson pickett one in hollywood the other in memphis Speaking of the Stones, one of their albums was released on this day alongside another muy importante album. In fact, both of them are very important, but I'll talk about this first one. Are You Experience? The debut album of the Jimi Hendrix Experience released in the UK on this day in 1967. The build-up to... Were, or the build-up from, or yeah, no, I was right. The build-up to an explosion of psychedelia, hard rock, acid rock, blues, R&B, soul, jazz, in one disc. It was a culmination of word of mouth from musicians, fans, all over England, and became a number two hit. In the UK. And would eventually kick his, kick his worldwide stardom off with a bang. Classic after classic on that album. We got Purple Haze. We got Manic Depression. Foxy Lady. Red House. Fire. Third Stone from the Sun. The title track. Hey Joe. The Wind Cries Mary. Classic after classic. Canon after canon. The other album, going back to the Stones, 50 years ago today, Exile on Main Street, the, the Stones' own culmination of their signature sound of blues, rock and roll, country, swing, gospel, all in the midst of they're all in the midst of the high point of their renegade image. Keith Richards about to go into bad, into a near destructive drug addiction. Three years back in the U.S. after their ultimate tragedy, with numbers of hits under their belt, Exile on Main Street was their high point. Their magnum opus, if you would call it. And they have plenty of magnum opus. Opuses. That's a new word I created. Opuses. But Exile was different. Because not only did it have a top ten hit. Like Tumbling Dice. But it was a double album. That initially. Was looked at as like. Eh. But as a few years went on in the 1970s. It's been viewed as their best work. And it may not have the number of hits. Or canon classics that our experience has. It has solid, solid songwriting and songs. Rocks off, rip this joint, sweet Virginia, torn and frayed, loving cup, happy, let it loose, all down the line, shine a light. Songs that have been etched in people's memories. And I didn't really want to play another Stone song, or at least recorded by the Stones for this show since I just played Satisfaction. But what I discovered is that in 2002, a compilation album of Stone songs recorded by blues legends was released. And I thought that would be pretty cool if, we, if I played a song from that. So I will. And it'll be one of the deep cuts from Exile on Main Street from a deep cut Delta Blues guitarist. But first, we got to play some Hendrix. Specifically, a song that was not released or originally released on either vinyl disc and was in fact the B-side to the Wind Cries Mary single. And in fact, and also is autobiographical in that it also explores Hendrix's experience on the Chitlin circuit in the mid-1960s before he moved to England. 
This, uh, this song is called Highway Chile. Or that's how it's phonetically pronounced. It's actually called Highway Child. Kind of like Highway Child, but instead it's with an E. So it looks like it says Chile, but it's actually Child. You're listening to Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Every day I had to lose with Elliot Corieth. Here is the man with the guitar. And he wants you to be experienced. Jimi Hendrix.
Ventilator Blues, Clarence, Gatemouth, Brown. A cover of the Stones. And that song, and the song Ventilator Blues, was on the album Exile on Main Street, released 50 years ago today. The song before that was Highway Child by Jimi Hendrix, with his Jimi Hendrix experience. Which as well, which was released in the UK on this day in 1967, five years before Exile, and that song wasn't even on the either album edition. It wasn't on the UK edition. wasn't on the US edition. It was a B side. But blues, no doubt. Well, 10:32, about halfway through. So stick around. More here on Everyday I Have the Blues with Elliot Corieth on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. When we come back, we'll talk about one more album release and three birthdays. So don't go anywhere because you're, you're listening to Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Hi, this is Frank Tudda. This is Ian, Jamie, Kevin, Sean, and Charles from Stampy. I'm Kelly from Campus, and you're listening to Radio DePaul. And you're listening to Radio Radio DePaul. It's hard to keep track of everything going on in Chicago. That's why the reporters at 14 East work to tell the stories behind the hot topics and controversial issues circulating conversation. Every Friday, 14 East publishes stories ranging from arts and culture to news and politics. To read their most recent lineup, visit 14eastmag.com or follow them at 14eastmag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with what's happening in Chicago. 14 East Magazine, stories beyond the skyline. This message brought to you by 14 East and Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. <gasps> I dropped my phone on the tracks. I better go get it. Stop. Stay off the tracks. The rails of the CTA have 600 volts of electricity moving through them, which is the same amount as a full-grown South American electric eel. That danger doesn't even include the 30-ton train moving upwards to 55 miles per hour, heading towards you like a bull on a mission. The situation will feel like you got hit by both thunder and lightning. You can live without your cell phone for a few minutes. 
So don't risk it. Stay behind the blue platform edge and relax. This message was brought to you by Radio DePaul, Chicago's college connection. I got three words for you. Beef, hot, and dipped. Yeah, it's a Chicago thing. And so is Johnny's Beef, located at 2300 North Lincoln Avenue in Chicago. Check out the new website, johnnys-beef.com. You can order there, or you can use the app, whatever that is. And for a limited time, use promo code DEMON for 10% off. All students and faculty get 10% off with your ID anytime. Follow at Johnny's Beef on Instagram, and for beef, euros, and more, head to Johnny's Beef now already. Jeez, with this guy. You're listening to Radio DePaul. Best station in the nation, 2020. Welcome back, everyone. To Every Day I Have the Blues with your host, Elliot Corrieth. I said before the break, we got some birthdays to celebrate, but I'm going to be splitting them up. I'm going to be doing one in this next two-song slot and then the next two in this next one. So, But I'm going to announce all of the birthdays right now. So here we go. Happy, uh, ooh, yes, happy 82nd birthday to Norman Whitfield. A happy 77th birthday to Ian McLagan or McLagan, McLagan. I was right, McLagan. And a happy 74th birthday to Steve Winwood. <laughs> now, I'll be talking about McLagan and Winwood next slot. So I'm going to be talking about Norman Whitfield right now. Norman Whitfield, if you don't know, is probably one of the most important songwriters of all time. I shouldn't say probably because he is. He was one of the in-house producers and songwriters of Motown. And he wrote, co-wrote and produced some of their most famous hits. Mostly in the latter half of the 1960s. The first, uh, the, early, the first half of the 1960s was dominated by Smokey Robinson and the, the partnership team of Holland, Dozier, Holland. And Norman Whitfield was, you know, younger than them, younger than all of them, but he was scrappier, and he really wanted to get his songs uh, chosen to be performed, or at least uh, sent out to the radio stations. And that's exactly what happened by the time, uh, you know, Holland Dozier Holland left Motown, and by the time uh, Smokey was involved more with uh, the Miracles, Norman Whitfield kind of took over. And look at his, and his track listing is insane. We got Ain't Too Proud to Beg, I Know I'm Losing You, Cloud Nine, I Can't Get Next to You, War, Ball of Confusion, Just My Imagination, Smiling Faces Sometimes, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, Car Wash even. And yet, well, the reason why he was so successful is because he was able to bridge the original pop Motown sound that you most hear from the Supremes, uh, the, temp- not the Temptations, uh, the Four Tops, Smokey and Smokey Robinson, towards the psychedelic soul sound that would be becoming popular due to Sly and the Family Stone in the, in the late 1960s, where he helped the Temptations keep their success going while our acts like the Four Tops or the Supremes kind of fell off and didn't really couldn't, couldn't get with the times. But Whitfield did. Whitfield did. And I know this isn't really blues, but or his his style isn't blues. It's more soul and R and B. But there's one song 
that he wrote originally. He co-wrote with, uh, yes, I should also say that a lot of the stuff that he wrote was with Barrett Strong, who you may know as the, probably the first person to have a hit at Motown with uh, Money, That's What I Want. But there's this one song that is, has, I would say, you know, trend, uh, transformed or has, what's the word, uh, risen to a new level of popularity. It's known by everyone. Not a lot like the Motown songs. This was originally written and recorded by, the, by Gladys Knight and the Pips, but it was one version by one Marvin Gaye that made Norman Whitfield a star. I heard it through the grapevine. You're listening to Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. The Prince of Soul, Marvin Gaye, Norman Whitfield's 82nd birthday. Take it away!
Hotel Illness, the Black Crows from their 30, uh, 1992 album, 30 Years Ago Today, The Southern Harmony and Musical Companion, their only number one album, one of my favorite albums of the 90s, period. Four album rock number one hits. And Hotel Illness was one of them. What were the other ones? Well, Remedy, Sting Me, and Thorn of My Pride. Brilliant, brilliant music. Love it, love it. The Black Crows, if you're interested, they will be at Ravinia this July. I will not be there. Uh, I will be in California for some business, but that is okay. Maybe I'll catch them if they're in Los Angeles nearby. Maybe I'll catch them there. The song before that was I Heard It at the Grapevine, Marvin Gaye. You may have heard it from uh, the opening of The Big Chill, where they find out that Kevin Costner's character is dead, and they're all getting ready for the funeral. Some interesting tidbits. And it's, of, and it's co-writer and producer Norman Whitfield's 82nd birthday. But he passed away in 1997, I believe. Uh, let me confirm this. 2008. So he passed away at the age of 68. His 82nd birthday on this day. Rest in peace, Mr. Whitfield. The two other birthdays. Ian McLagan, the keyboardist for the small faces and the faces. And was later a collaborator of the Rolling Stones. He passed away in 2014, but he would be 77 on this day. He was one of the one of the few, at least one of the most respected keyboardists, and I would say underrated in rock and roll, because he did so many things that were great. I mean, you're talking about playing the organ, the electric piano, you know, the the honer sembole. <laughs> and he was, you know, and he did collaborate with a lot of songs and was able to survive, you know, some turmoil. You know, uh, Steve Marriott left the, the Small Faces and Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood joined the Faces and then they broke up because Rod, Rod Stewart wanted to go out on his own career. But he kept working as a sideman for the Stones and, you know, kept in touch with Ronnie Wood and worked with, you know, Chuck Berry and Jackson Brown and Joe Cocker, Bob Dylan, Bonnie Raitt, Melissa Etheridge, Paul Westerberg. Highly respected. Highly respected. And we'll be playing a, a Faces song that he co-wrote with uh, Ronnie Wood, I think, I believe. But Steve Winwood, the master, not a master, but uh, a diverse instrument instrumentalist, plays keyboards, guitar, organ, sings, mandolin, bass, saxophone, has been in the business since the 60s when he was, what, 13? And has moved through genres from soul and R&B and blues to pop and rock. Originally started out as a, the, as a, the singer for the Spencer Davis group. Where he did Give Me Some Lovin' and uh, I'm a Man. Then formed his own band called Traffic. They broke up. Joined Blind Faith for a hot minute. Reformed Traffic. Broke up again. And went on a solo career. That you probably know back in the high life. An arc of a diver. You know, songs like, you know, Back in the High Life Again, Roll With It, Higher Love. But we're not playing that because, you know, that's pop stuff. But we'll be playing a deep cut Spencer Davis Group song that you will hear him sing. But first, a song that Ian McLagan co-wrote with The Faces, or at least in this case co-wrote with Rod Stewart on their Long Player album. It was a top 30 hit in the U.S. This is called Bad and Ruin. You're listening to Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Every day I have the blues with Elliot Corieth. Ian McLagan, 77. Steve Winwood, 74 on this day. Happy birthday, Brits. And now, The Faces. <laughs> To recognize your son 
Thinking the Spencer Davis group on Stevie Winwood's 74th birthday. The song before that was, uh, oh, my brain is melting, Bad and Ruined by the Faces on keyboardist Ian McLoggin's 77th birthday. He passed away in 2014, but Stevie Winwood is still alive. So happy birthday, Stevie. Happy birthday, Ian. Well, folks, radio, here on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection, we've reached the end of our time. Here on Everyday, I have the blues with me, your host, Elliot Corrieth. I want to thank y'all for tuning in and listening to some great music. And to close us out, from her Live from Austin album in 2004, some Susan Tedeschi, 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 however you pronounce it, (laughs) with a rendition of It Hurt So Bad. Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. And we'll close us out. Miss Tedeschi, or Tedeschi, we'll have you play us out right now. So thank you for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next Thursday at 10 p.m. here on Ready to Paul Chicago's College Connection. Nope, that is not the song. Excuse me. See, you get to see some of the uh, interesting stuff, stuff that goes on. Excuse me. There we go. Thanks, everyone. I miss the arms that used to hold me Thank you.
Nobody knows how you hurt me so bad, I said, mm-hmm, We're seven minutes in heaven. And you're listening to Radio DePaul. Radio DePaul.